Hey everybody, Kurt Schlichter here for the unredacted Town Hall VIP podcast thing. Uh, I am located uh, uh, off in the boonies of wine country right now. I'm off on vacation for a couple days. Uh, by the time you get this, I should be back. Back in the saddle again. Kicking ass and taking names. And uh, doing uh, doing that thing I do. So guys, let's. Uh, I, there's so much out there to talk about. I'm not even sure where to go. Uh, we could talk about guns. That crusty old pervert who masquerades as our president decided to go on TV and start saying, "We have to do something." Enough. Mm, no, no, no. We're not. We're not going to do anything. You, you freaking hobbit. Except pay six bucks for gas. Actually, it's more than six. I saw seven dollar gas up here in Northern California, uh, which is bad. I actually drove up here. For various reasons, and uh, although I will be flying home, uh, it is uh, how do I put it? Really expensive, really expensive. Interesting on I five, which is the big north south artery. Uh, about halfway up, there's a place called Harris Ranch, and you can stop there and get meat. In fact, I got a uh, a terrific uh, T bone there. I don't usually get T bones. I was pretty happy about it. Cooked on a grill, didn't. Reverse syrup, fantastic. I'm just amazing. Uh, I stole Drew Maddich's technique for grilling. In any case, uh, we're there, and it's literally halfway between San Francisco, and a little less than halfway between San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles. And they are building like 40 or 50 Tesla charging stations there. They still ha they have some up. Uh, they're about 10 or 15. They were Half of them were in use. And there are, they're, they're literally building dozens more. It's pretty amazing. The whole Tesla thing is kind of remarkable. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. Now, that's not public infrastructure. That's private infrastructure. That's Elon Musk taking his money and, and some of mine because I, I own some Tesla, uh, which has done pretty well for me, by the way. Though not last week. Uh and he's actually making improvements. But you go on I-5, the road, the north-south road. And I've been driving that. Gosh, I used to drive from San Francisco because I lived up in San Francisco, or my family did. And I went to school in San Diego. So I, I've been up and down I-5 hundreds of times probably. And it's a long drive, and it is uh, exactly the same as it was 40 years ago. It's not been improved. And it's much more crowded, a lot more people in uh, – California than there used to be. You know, there's no improvement, right? It's not getting better. They're not, they haven't built an extra lane. They could have made it three lanes instead of two. It's very crowded. Um, but that's kind of California. California doesn't actually improve. It just gets slowly worse. And that's kind of the Democrat secret. You know, nothing ever actually gets better. But I, I got to ask you guys. What do Democrats gain when things get better? And this, this ties in the whole election thing because they're going to get wiped out in November. What gets better under Democrats? Let's review. We had the era of terrible mean tweets. Remember that? That, that mean tweet guy, the or bad orange man, he's in office. Uh, we had an economy that was booming, uh, peace and stability around the world. Uh, things were looking up. And everything now is getting worse. 
everything is getting worse. You have inflation, obviously. You know, gas prices are a zillion dollars. We've destroyed our energy industry because of the myth of global warming. We don't have peace around the world. Afghanistan was a freaking disaster. Uh, Putin feels empowered to go into Ukraine. Of course, we're sending all our ammunition over there, not actually backfilling it, which is kind of a problem. You know, that, <laughs> you know, in Dallas the other day, if you've seen social media, they had a they at a a gay bar. They had well, not a gay bar, is a, a transvestite. They had uh, uh, transsexual drag dancers dancing for little kids for Pride Month. Okay, that's not all right. That's that's bad. Have you noticed? Everything seems to get worse. And the Democrats don't seem to be making anything get better. And they, they don't seem to be making any effort to make anything better. Have you noticed? It, it, but, but how does making things better profit Democrats under the Democrat paradigm. Because the whole purpose of Democrats is to leverage anger over, you know, alleged bad things. Well, if you get rid of the bad things, now we know how to get rid of the bad things because Donald Trump, between mean tweets, told, showed us how to. So did Ronald Reagan. They don't want things to get better. California does not want to improve. You have to understand there's a, a complete disconnect between actual improvement of conditions and Democrat power. They exist to leverage grievance and dissatisfaction. And if you don't have grievances and dissatisfaction, you don't have a reason for them to exist. This is why everything's got to be racist and everything's always got to be racist or sexist, or homophobic, or Islamophobic, or some ist, or some phobe. They have to. And that's why it never gets better. What, what is, how does Lori Lightfoot benefit from Chicago improving? How does she get anything out of it? You, you elect Republicans to fix stuff. That's when Republicans win, right? You know, like Carter, or Jimmy Carter was thrown out of office, and we elected Ronald Reagan, who a lot of people didn't like. That was 42 years ago. A lot of people didn't, even back then, he's a cowboy, he's crazy. They got sick of things and, and elected a Republican to fix it. You elect Republicans to fix stuff, to repair stuff, right? That's, I mean, that's how Trump got in. There were problems that weren't being addressed, like the border. Oh, yeah, did I mention the border? Uh, and wars that could be... We, we elected a Republican to fix that. Democrats never fix stuff. What's the thing that got fixed under Obama? Tell me. What's the thing that was better when Obama left than when he came in? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm not... You know, I don't, I'm no fan of Obama. I'm trying, fair and square, to figure figure out the answer to that. I mean, are there people who think that Obamacare was like an improvement? Do they think that's a good thing? Well, Democrats don't seem to. They think it's a they want they want single payer. So, how do you how do you improve? 
as a Democrat. What do you improve? You don't improve anything. What's gotten better under Biden? The feels? We're doing something. But nothing ever changes under the Democrats. This is why you're going to get the Republicans, because we are tired of it. We actually expect Republicans to fix. Republicans run on a record of fixing things. Democrats run on a litany of grievances. Don't vote for Republicans, they're racist. And Republicans run on, you know, we're going to fix this. Now, sometimes, of course, that's reflected by Democrats are freaking incompetent and corrupt, but that's part of fixing things. You know, you've got to name the problem. You've got to get out of denial. It's not just a river in Egypt, baby. So, which brings us to November. How many seats can we get? Now, this guy is... Uh, he's got an approval rating right down there around toe fungus. He, in, in, in some things, he's as low as 36 37% approval. That's devastating. Holy cow. That's terrible. And Republican enthusiasm is pretty high. I know I cannot wait to go out there and, well, I'm in California, so it doesn't matter what I do. My congressman's Ted Lieu, for God's sake. you know. But everybody else... If you're in a plus five Democrat district, if you're sitting in a plus five Democrat district, you are in grave danger. There's a big target over you. Okay. If you're in plus seven to 10, you know, a 36% approval rating, you, you've got a problem if you're running for reelection. You've got a real problem. Now, redistricting has not really. You know, it's kind of a wash in some places. Republicans up the number of uh, Republican-leaning seats and others, they, they lost it. It, it. it hasn't really changed things much. Uh, in many cases, it's solidified existing districts. That is, you know, a district that was like plus three Republicans. Now it's plus six Republican, okay? Um, so in that sense, there aren't a lot of swing districts left. But when you start getting to 37% approval rating for the world's greatest Matlock fan, you've, you've got you've to start looking at the, the, the universe of flippable seats expands greatly. Now, how many are those? We could have a 40, 50 seat swing. We could, we could get a record number of Republicans in. And of course, Donald Trump just, endorsed Kevin McCarthy, who better get his stuff together, right? Uh, him and uh, McConnell. Now, here's the thing. How can we screw up this? Because it looks like we're going to do very well. We're definitely going to take the House. We may take the Senate. If we get like 54 seats in the Senate, which is doable, it's possible, in 24, it's a very good, good map for Republicans. We could end up with a Republican president, a Republican House, and a 60-seat Republican Senate. Yeah. Filibuster, baby. There won't be one. Boom. Oh, my gosh. That could be amazing. Now, how could we screw it up? Because we're, because, you know, we're talking about the Republican Party here. And these guys could screw up a Jeffrey Tubin phone call, Zoom call. They could easily because, you know, they're freaking Republicans and they 
fail on a regular basis. How could they screw this up? Okay. Guns. Right, right off the bat, the Democrats, you know, as usual, are very, very excited because there was a massacre. And, of course, did, did you know that the uh, police chief there who ordered people not to go in, a Democrat, like most of the, uh, you know, border, Texas border areas, Rio Grande Valley guys, he, he's a Democrat and a Beto donor. I just thought we'd throw it out there because you don't see it much, but he, he gave money to Beto. Uh, is there a connection? Yes, of course there is. You would expect failure from someone who gave money to that obnoxious furry. By the way, the obnoxious furry is back to, I'm going to take your AR-15. Let's see that happen. Um, Biden wants to do it. The House is going to pass an assault weapons ban. But how can the Republicans screw this up? Here, here's what they ought to do. And here's what I think McConnell's doing. I don't think McCarthy, I think McCarthy's just kind of, oh, 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 I'm scared. Uh, there is good news. A, I think his name was Chris Jacobs, some New York congressman, Republican guy, came out and said, oh, I think we ought to ban ARs. The, hit, the, the punchback on this piece of shit was so freaking brutal. He dropped his reelection. He dropped out of running for reelection. Yeah because he sold us out on guns. That is a welcome change. Because I'll tell you, if the Republicans embrace gun control in any form, that has, that has the potential of destroying this entire wave. And I've tried to make it clear. Daniel Lash is out there making it clear. A lot of people are making it clear. You sell us out, we're not going to be there for you in November. Uh, McCarthy, Let's put it this way. He's not getting an internship at the UCLA particle physics department anytime soon. Uh, he may not get it, but I think he'll be solid. Mitch McConnell freaking gets it. Now, what's Mitch McConnell do? He's got this over, he's got this terrible visual of this horrible massacre, uh, uh, which was assisted by a Democrat local official in Texas. What's he do? He turns John Cornyn out to go comma, negotiate with the Democrats, okay, on guns. Well, he doesn't say guns. If you look at his thing, this is important. If you look at what McConnell said, okay, McConnell said, we're looking for solutions, not a word about guns. Solutions, not a word about guns. Interesting, huh? Now, I don't know if Cornyn is bright enough to figure out the message there, now, the solutions, obviously, to put armed uh, uh, cops in schools, uh, you know, I don't think we need red flag laws because that's a constitutional abortion. Uh, I, 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 we have laws that allow you to put people who are crazy uh, under lock and key for a while, and those seem pretty, like a pretty good choice. I mean, if you are crazy, you should be locked up, right? I mean... You know, <laughs> I, I, I seems seems reasonable to me. By the way, uh, we need to change our entire mental health system uh, back to inpatient care for the insane. Just walk around a city and see the bums and things. These people shouldn't be living on the street. They should be uh, treated respectfully with dignity in a locked setting where they can get the help they need. Uh, anyway. So I think McConnell sent uh, Cornyn out there uh, 
to bide his time. It's been like two weeks, and we haven't heard anything back, right? Except kind of, oh, we're having productive negotiations. Tempers are cooling. The initial, the initial fanfare is kind of wearing down. Uh, and McConnell knows that. McConnell has given nothing. He's given away nothing. He's let things calm down. And I think he's making it clear to his uh, caucus, there's not going to be any gun control stuff because I'm not going to blow this election uh, by selling out. Look, a lot of people don't like McConnell. I find McConnell very, very annoying. Uh, he's much more establishment than I like. But he is the smartest guy in the Senate. And I keep telling people, and they're like, wait, I, I won't vote for so-and-so because he'll, he'll support McConnell. Okay. Who is the guy who keeps the caucus from Susan Collins all the way over to Ted Cruz together on votes? What is the name of the guy who can do it besides McConnell? Because McConnell does it all the time. Who's the other guy who can make that happen? If you can't answer that, it's not a serious conversation. Sometimes you have to use tools, and I'm using the word tools in both senses, that you don't particularly dig to achieve your goal. So I think McConnell is going to let them wear themselves down, and of course, as he understands it, as they have, to overreach. He's letting the Democrats overreach. You got... You know, President Crustacean coming out with his speed. I want to ban assault weapons. I want to raise the age for assault weapons to 200. I want to, nine millimeter bullets will blah, blah, blah. You've got other guys, you know, calling for a, a, a ban on guns. You got Pelosi's going to have a bill and it'll pass the House, not the Senate, to ban, quote unquote, assault weapons. By the way, I think assault weapons should be mandatory. Uh, I think every healthy adult, uh, law-abiding adult American citizen should have a military rifle, a real one, not a AR, an M16 or an M4, and uh, know how to use it to do their duty as citizens. I write about that in my book, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America, which you must go get. Um, the Democrats are coming out and... and like, like I said, the aforementioned Beto, he's back to, I want to take your guns. You know, oh, and who is that dipshit from uh, Rhode Island? I don't give a shit about your constitutional rights. Okay. Not exactly a convincing argument for me to give up my weapons. A guy who scoffs at the notion of civil rights. Not, okay, maybe, yeah, it probably helps you in your little re-election thing. Also helps Mitch McConnell because that... And a whole bunch of other things show what the Democrats really want, making the idea of a quote-unquote compromise, and read my town hall column today on compromise, and you can't see the quotation marks, but they're there. It makes compromise impossible, which is exactly what we want. We don't want a compromise. We want freedom. I don't – yeah. Well, we're not going to take all your guns. We're only going to take half. Whew, what a bargain. Yeah, that's uh, not that's not a compromise in any kind of sense that I'd be interested in. So, um, that's where we're kind of at at the moment. Nothing, and nothing's going to happen. All this stuff will fade away. 
Democrats will have some show votes. It will hurt them. People are not going to be voting. Republicans will vote on guns. If you screw us, Republicans, we will vote on guns, and that will hurt you. Democrats will not vote on guns. Everybody who wants to ban guns is already voting Democrat, okay, to the extent they're voting at all. And some of them will still vote Republican because they had to fill their Prius up with $7 gas. So I think we're going to do very well in November. I think uh, Mitch McConnell is much too smart to sell us out on guns. Doesn't hurt to keep reminding him, though. You sell us out, we're going to screw you. In any case, um, thanks for uh, uh, listening into the little podcast. I hope it has been enjoyable. Hope you've enjoyed it, listening to it as much as I've enjoyed doing it. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get my tech together so I can actually have somebody else on here with me and we can do a thing, make an occurrence occur. So uh, I want you to read my town halls every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Get my stream of consciousness video every Friday. That's for you VIP members, exclusive like. I want you to... Go get my Kelly Turnbull books, obviously, but you need to pre-order We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. Uh, it's already got, you know, they're, Ragnar is very happy with how we've sold it. But my gosh, I'm going into high, you know, high octane book pimping. It is, uh, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm going to be everywhere doing everything, but I need you guys to uh, support the book. So if you were going to, if you're going to get the book anyway, and you should get the book because it's pretty fantastic, go get it now. Just pre-order it now. Stop what you're doing. Go pre-order the book. Uh, I think you will dig it. So anyway, I will talk to you uh, soon on the next Unredacted. Bye-bye.